0: Help me to make Kip your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Hey, 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 Kip Nation, how are you? I want to wish you a merry, merry Christmas. We are in the thick of the Christmas season. I hope you found some family to share with and to love on. I hope you have uh, found uh, this a time to worship God and say thank you for all of the things that God has done for us in this year, uh, 2022, you ready to say 1922, but 2022, uh, this has been a blessed year. Uh, God has done great things. If you sit back and just reflect for a few minutes, close your eyes, clear the clutter. You will see how God has blessed you in ways that are beyond your imagination. Um, just think about the provincial, the providential love of God, uh, the grace that he gives us every day. You know, the ability to do what we could not do if God was not with us. God's riches at Christ's expense, God's unmerited favor, grace. Grace is when justice should give us death. Grace gives us life. So I, I, I want to... Say thank you to God for that, for this holiday season, for my family, for friends, for this podcast, for Give Nation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, just did my 100th episode on uh dying to self. And how many of you realize today that dying to self is, is such a, a critical component of this season? But Jesus came into the earth to die. Um, That was mission critical, if you will. That was his purpose, if you will. He came to die on the cross. And so we have to wonder if we are members of the body of Christ and which we are, those of us who are saved and have received Christ in our life as our Lord and Savior. If Jesus is the head of the church and we believe that he is the head of the church and that we uh, consist of uh, some... I forget what the what the exact numbers are for Christianity but maybe it's uh, 8 billion people, 8 billion people in the world so about uh I think maybe it's 3 billion Christians or 3 million Christians. I forget what the exact number was. But the point of the matter is whatever the number is for us as believers, we make up what's called the body of Christ. And you understand uh basic physi physi Physiology or basic anatomy, uh, basic biology, wherever the head goes, the body has to go. And so um, we have to be clear on the fact that if the head has to die, then the body has to die. But why is it so critical for the body to die? Because self, when self rules, and I I talked about this in one of my earlier podcasts, the self-ruled man, you'd have to go back to early last year, sometime January, February last year, there's a podcast called the self root man, but where, where self is in control, God cannot be in control. Let me say that again. When self is in control, God cannot be in control. And so dying to self actually enhances who, who we are as, um, ambassadors of Jesus Christ, as believers, as Christians, those who follow the mandates of Jesus Christ, as uh, those who are soldiers in the army of the Lord, we're better equipped to pursue the things of God, or better equipped to pursue the kingdom objectives that God gives us as believers when we die to self. Uh, When we die to self, that means God can reign through us. He can reign through us. And it's so, so, so very important that we begin to understand the collaborative nature of God. And, And since we're in this Christmas holiday and we're celebrating the Son, and we know we can't celebrate the Son without celebrating the Father and the Holy Spirit, Um, why why not talk a little theology just for a few minutes, a little theology just for a few minutes, and I I just want to take a quick look at the first scripture in the Bible, literally Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 alright and it, and it simply says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth that is a powerful powerful statement because it suggests that God is first. It suggests that God is progenitor. It suggests that God is creator. It suggests that there was nothing before God and there shall be nothing after God. It suggests that he is alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. He 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 is the beginning. If he starts a thing, he can complete a thing. And I think about that because I, I think about this scripture it just kind of randomly popped in my head. He who have begun a good work in you shall complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. But I, I, just just a minute, I, I, I want to finish a point and, and then hit this other point. But the point is that in the Hebrew, the word God, Elohim, refers to God in prayer plural form so based on our understanding of god the trinity god the father god the son god the holy spirit we see god in existence as himself because he could not be there without uh uh, without the visage of the father the son and the holy spirit because they are one they are one so god is the father god is the son god is the holy spirit so They are one. So think about this in a a very uncomplicated thought. God operates in community. God operates in community. And if we had time, we'd go to John 1, 1, and we'd see that uh, Jesus was there. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And we know that word logos refers to Jesus, and we we see the Holy Spirit uh, hovering over the face of the face of the deep in uh, Genesis uh, uh, chapter one verse two. We see this collaborative effort. We see this this effort. There was nothing made that was not made that was made unless it was made uh, using the 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 the, the word that the word, and so we see Jesus and we see the holy spirit we see god in interacting one with another uh as one and it it, it takes us into genesis chapter 2 and we see god literally creating mm-hmm. adam uh he kneels out of the out of the the clay of the earth and he he blows the ruah the the breath of life inside of Uh, uh, Adam and he walks with Adam and he talks with Adam and he gives Adam responsibility to both to tend and to keep, to, to uh, manage and secure, if you will, to guard. He, 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 he wants him to be a steward over the garden and they walk together. They, they walk together. They spend time together. They name the animals together he, he shows them the real estate together. The whole passage is about Adam walking with God. Adam walking with God. Then man should not be alone. He creates the woman out of the, the rib and, and, and the two shall become one. And, and, and they're together, but, but then they're together with God. And we know this because at the fall of man. God asked Adam, Adam, where are you? In other words, they were interacting on a regular basis. And and then after the fall of man and the curse of man, we find uh, a Cain in a situation where he's jealous of his brother because his brother is a worshiper and he's a miser. His, his brother gives God his best and, and Cain manages to give God his least and 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 the whole conspiracy that, that that he put together in his head and his heart that he was going to kill his brother. Notice how God intervenes and and tells Cain that sin is at the door, to not to kill his brother, and 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 Cain kills his brother anyway. But I want you to see that God was trying to intervene in Cain's life before the first murder would ever be committed he was trying to watch this release that grace you know release that that camaraderie I'm here I'm with you uh I I I got you Cain you don't have to do this and but Cain is 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 full of self yeah catch it Cain is full of self and when we become full of self, we we have less of God in us. When when our life revolves around what we want to do and not what God wants to do, we're, we're full of self. And self is a very destructive attribute of man. Because when man gets full of himself and he's left to his own ways and he lacks a revelation of who God is, uh, he casts off constraints and... We become very dangerous to our own well-being. Why? Because we are left up to our own demise, our own ideas, our own concepts, and we can lead ourselves down some very dangerous pathways when we're left up to our own, uh, our own uh, thought processes. So, so God would have us to die to self, and as we die to self. We make room for God. That's what salvation is. Essentially, it's a it's a turning away from self. It's a turning away from the world. It's a turning away from everything we want to do. And it's, it's a submission to God. God, we submit ourselves to you. We submit ourselves to you. You can live on the throne of our hearts now. You, you can seal us. You can seal yourself inside of us. We're willing to live according to your word and according to your way and according to your will. We want to do what you want to do because self is dying. And and because self is is such a, a vicious fighter, self is like a pit bull in a in a corner that feels like he's getting ready to be attacked. It will fight his way out. And and so that's why this is war going on in our members between the flesh and and the spirit, and the flesh representing self, and the spirit representing God, and and they're warring one with another, and, and we need God to put the flesh under subjection, because without God, we can do absolutely nothing, and Jesus kept explaining that thing over and over. My father and I are one. I'm not here to do my will, but the will of my father, Whatever my, I've seen from my father, I do. Whatever my father asks, that's what I do. You, you heard the dialogue between them uh, uh, when uh, Jesus baptized. You know, Jesus didn't need to be baptized, but he was baptized for our sake. And, and he said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Their relationship is magnified through scripture when John was getting ready when Jesus was getting ready to to die on the cross uh, to lay down his life laid down his life he said no man takes my life but I lay down my life what was it about Jesus he laid down his life what is that essentially he died to self he gave that his life as a demonstration of that we all have to give our lives as members of the body of Christ and we have to die to self. Now, here's the critical point. Here's the critical point because, you know, dying to self, if you just look at it radically, you're just saying, oh man, what do I get out of this? What do I get out of dying to self? What do I get out of being a vessel? What do I get? And it's not about what you get. It's about pleasing the father. How does the father get the glory? We always say, give God the glory, give God the glory. Well, how does the father get the glory? The father gets the glory when the agents of humanity and whom he created fulfill their purpose in the earth by living a life that's pleasing unto him. And when we live a life, that's pleasing unto him, he gets the glory, particularly when we grow to the place in our life where we're in pursuit of his purpose for our life because that is the origin of why we were created to fulfill a particular kingdom purpose, a particular kingdom mandate. There's something inside of you that only you can do. So he... Who have begun a good work in you shall complete it, unto the day of Jesus Christ. I I, I want to close today. I just want to read a, a, a little bit of Joshua, Joshua chapter one. Um, this is one of the, the really the passage that I was called into uh, ministry with, and a passage that I still cherish today, uh, some thirty years later. But Joshua, chapter one, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, and he said, "Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come." And I, and I, I want you to just 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 l- listen to this, you know, after the death of Moses. So, I I understand that Moses was a man, and he was the greatest prophet and pastoral leader. Uh, there'll never be another prophet and a, and a leader like Moses, great statesman. Uh, uh, Joshua was more of a commander, a warrior, a strategist. Um, but, but notice that a season of Israel has passed, has transitioned. And with us, we have to understand that we live not by days, not by months, not just by the hour and, and the seconds. That's, that's, that's chrono's time. But we live by Cairo's time. We live by seasons. And there are certain seasons in our life where God demands more of us. And we have to be clear to hear his voice because he started a work within us. And so in the season that Moses preceding, uh, succeeding the season of Moses' death, a new season arises, a new leader arise. And, he, and God says to uh, Joshua that Moses is dead. Therefore, listen to this, the time, the season has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. This is one of the first principles when I started my church many, many years ago. One of the first principles that I ever taught the congregation is that it's not about you. And see, that statement within itself is unofficially a statement that impacts life in such a way where self must die. Because if it's not about you, then who is it about? It's about God. It's about the kingdom. It's about his word. It's about his will. It's about his way. It's about the mandate that's over your life. What is it that God requires of us? And so in this scripture, he lets Joshua know. Now watch this. He doesn't tell Joshua, I'm going to bless you. And that's, you know, something that we've all got in our head. Lord, bless me. Lord, bless me. Lord, bless me. And and it's not something that's wrong. It's, it's not wrong, but that's not the point of why we're here just to get blessed, because if you read Genesis, we're already blessed, he's already given us everything that pertains to life, and godliness, he says that in Timothy, so, so watch this, watch this, watch this, God tells Joshua, I need you, because I need you to bless these other people, so God uses us to bless others, but if you're in self, then you can't see that you're here to bless others. The, the 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 Abrahamic covenant. I bless you so that you can bless others. That's what he told Abraham. Later on in Genesis chapter twelve, he had he had uh, Noah build an ark so that the world could be blessed, so that he could revamp, restart the world again, and give humanity another chance. Are, are you catching this? God does not call us for ourselves. God calls us to help other people. It's not about us, okay? Self is dying. Every, every time I read the scripture, I promise you what I promised Moses. Um, whatever, you, what, Wherever you set your feet will be on land I have given you. From Negev wilderness in the south to Lebanon, mountains in the north. From the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west including all the land of the Hittites. Now, the second thing is God has given us a promise and it's up to us to study God's word and be in prayer and meditation to know what those unique promises are to each of us. But remember the story of Joshua goes on that they had to go to war. There were certain things that they had to do. Uh, I'm encapsulating I'm everything into a very, very small capsule. There's a lot of history that needs to be talked about for you to understand this. There were 30 nations and 30 armies that they had to go through, but you cannot have the promise without the process. So when God makes us a promise, we have to know that there's a process that we have to go through and each station in the process will cause you to die to self, die to self. I, are you catching this? Each stage in our process of life, as we get closer and closer to the purpose for which we've been called, will cause us to die to self. And and then verse four: No one be able, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. I'm going to be with you. Oh, I love these words. Look at this. Remember, I said God operates in community. Well, the community is you and God. What am I saying? You do not have to fulfill the call of life uh, that's on your life by yourself. We are supposed to work in collaboration with God. We're supposed to work in collaboration with God. Are you catching this? Are you catching this? I I wanna say to you, if we were to take the next 30 days and we were to get up in collaboration with God and pray and read and pray and read to hear his voice, to hear his word, to hear his heart. We wanna know the pulse of God, the heart of God. We will find God beginning to course correct our lives to a place of purpose that will bring God glory and make your life easy. His his burden, His his yoke is easy and His burden is light. The yoke is easy and the burden is light. There's always been an understanding for every biblical character who we read in the Bible. They do not operate in a vacuum, but they operate with God Jesus operated with God and you and I in order to influence the nations must learn to operate with God dying to self, that God may have full reign over our lives hey you've been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast I'm your host Derek L. Calhoun please ma'am please sir enjoy your holiday season Let's get into this new year in collaboration, in conjunction, in a synergistic effort with God. God bless. Have a great day.